Welcome to the 32nd episode of the Game 4 podcast. In this episode, still recording from home, we'll be talking about tabletop games we'd like to see expanded through books, comics, movies, TV, and more. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And we're part of the Game 4 podcast. The Game 4 podcast is designed to uh, build community and to teach people about um, how to build community in their local area, how to find more people to play with, and how to um, enjoy their tabletop gaming even more. Um, we try to do this every two weeks and, um, we've been doing it now for, it's been over a year because every two weeks, that's yeah. 26 weeks, uh, 26 episodes is 52 weeks. Yeah, Look this is us. 32. So I know. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to, I want to thank everybody who does listen and, um, whether you're listening on, um, a podcast player type thing through like iTunes or Spotify or any of those, or whether you're uh, listening slash kind of sort of technically kind of watching on YouTube, uh, we appreciate it. So, uh, what have we been doing since our last episode one fortnight ago? Um, I have been licking doorknobs. No, I have not. That's not a good idea. No, you shouldn't be doing it. This is a bad time for that. Yes. Um, no, I've been, uh, I've been working on my, my website. I finally like launched it. I pushed it go. I was like, okay, there's enough here. I can, it go. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, gamingmatter.com is is live. So basically, I wanted a way. I've been getting as as I start doing more with three D printing and talking to more people, I get more people saying, "Oh, could you print something for me?" Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I've got to start finding a way to you know take those requests and and kind of formalize it a little bit." So yeah, launch that um, and and, so and doing... the the matter is M A T T R. There's no e. Yeah. Because it's yeah, Matt right. Ridley, so yeah, M M. It's your last name, Matt R. Yep. Got so yeah. Yep. Just so people the are awesome if they're googling, if yeah. They, if they're googling, right. then they'll yeah, then they'll, they'll That's find a it. Good point. So yeah, I see. It. I'm new to this. I'm, I'm still learning, uh, but yeah, I'm not, and I'm you know starting to work on some content videos and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. It's it's kind of a fun little uh, adventure. I'm I'm starting to partake in. So and you got a you got a DJI Osmo Pocket, right? Yeah, I picked that up. Did you do any time lapses with it yet? Um, Nothing serious. Um, I did do one of like kind of like a printing just to kind of see what it would look like Mm -hmm. um, as far as a like the resin. Resin ones are not very fun. uh, To watch. Yeah, the the UV and it's basically it just kind of bobs up and down, you know, and then and then it just slowly kind of pulls out of the of the material uh, versus like, you know, your FTMs were you know, you've got the header moving and stuff's kind yeah. of just growing out of it. Yeah, it looks um, like it's growing up out of the uh, off the top of the plate. Yeah, that's true. Right. That that so, that little camera is really sweet though, and it and does do um, time lapses really easily, which is very nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I picked up some fun lenses for it and and stuff like that. So yeah, it's nice, pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that, and then starting to uh, get more uh, serious about prototyping. Uh, you know, doing my own designs versus just uh, tweaking and, and and printing other people's designs. So mm-hmm. uh, finally got, you know, some early prototypes of some stuff I've had in my head for like over a year now. Um, I've got early versions of those out. Um, nice. Yeah, and then some stuff that I'm going to be using for um, my woodworking that I'm going to, you know, do some videos on of, of how I did that and stuff like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been it's been fun, um, but yeah, other than that on the gaming side, uh, we did get a D and D session in. Um, seems like you know, as the world normalizes in theory um, in the U.S., uh, more and more that um, lives are getting busier. So you know, mm-hmm. our like 
oh, we can easily game every one to two weeks. It's now kind of gotten more to every like, three to four weeks, but sure, uh, that's to be expected. Uh, so, but you're still doing it online. You're not doing it in person. Right? Yeah, we're yeah yep. we're still being safe. Um, and you're doing it with Roll Twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. I got for I got a coupon from Free RPG Day. Um, that uh, gave me three months of the pro version of Roll20, um, mm-hmm. which I believe, like, for what I use, is basically just the dynamic lighting. So I was mm-hmm. kind of excited to, you know, try that out. But it seems like not everybody was able to have it work. Um, oh, like the like other players two, couldn't see it? Yeah, like two people. Oh, yeah. And, we were, you know, as far as we could tell, we were on similar enough computers. I, we, we couldn't figure out if it was bandwidth or... Some you know extension or what was causing video the card issue, but... or something, yeah, yeah. But after like uh, playing around for like five ten minutes, or just turned it back off and kind sure. of kind of continued. So you know, I know you haven't had time to look into that more. But have you heard that um, the folks at Hero Forge, where you can kind of design your own model and mm-hmm. then they'll either print it or they'll sell you the STL file so you can print it yourself? But they have all right. different pieces. Have you heard they have an app? Hmm. So, from what I understand, and I, I haven't, if... I haven't, I haven't tried it myself, but evidently they have an okay. app which allows you to use their models, kind of, and build the model the way you want, and then it gives you like a top-down, like a token that you can then use in like Roll Twenty and things like that. I just heard about that, and I, I keep meaning to tell you, and I'm just remembering to do it now. Here yeah, no, I did not hear about that. I but yeah, they, because then I'm... that way you could like you know you could build a couple of uh, whatever adventures, creatures, yeah. whatever, because you can do skeletons and lizard people and all kinds hmm. of stuff, and they're orcs. And then you get like that top down round image, which you can then take and import into your Roll Twenty or whatever your online thing is. So that, and I think it's just That's basically pretty... like a loss leader for them, where they're like, hey, you can use this, and oh by the way, you can also use these models to make. Like 3d versions blah, blah blah you know that kind of thing which is cool yeah. but yeah that might be hmm. something to check out um I've, like i said I, I just heard of it a little while ago and i kept forgetting to tell you so yeah no, hopefully i didn't cool. dream that let's hope I right I've, d- I've done some of that like you know where you're like oh yeah this is really cool or that was really bad and then you're like wait a minute that didn't actually happen <laughs> right so. sure yeah these things happen yeah um let's see what so I've how, been about, doing. how about you yeah, yeah. well i uh let's see last weekend I streamed on Friday and Saturday uh, on Twitch for Gen Con Online uh, in association nice. with uh, Board Game Geek. I've been doing stuff with Board Game Geek folks a bit more and uh, working with um, Scott and Lincoln. And um, yeah, so I was um, basically teaching people to how to paint. Again, uh, the, the the streams that I was doing for Gen Con online, like the streams that I was doing previously for San Diego Comic-Con online or at home or whatever they called it, and uh, Virtual Gaming Con have all been targeted towards the folks who are uh, board gamers who have a lot of models now, which is a lot of miniatures that come in board games these days and they want to be able to paint them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a it's a situation of me teaching kind of simple, um, you know, kind of corner cutting to some degree. Uh, some would say cheating, but I don't think it's cheating at all. Um, right. I don't believe there's any cheating in, in painting. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just techniques to make it so you can you know get rid of your gray models and turn them into something else. And so I worked this time, this most recent show, I did um, 
There's a game from Osprey called uh, Wildlands, which is kind of a board game slash miniatures game, sort of. I like to call that type of game a gateway game, but it's right. more they board come, gaming. They come, they come like pre-inked a little bit too, so they're not even yeah. like flat, right? Yeah, the models are like gray plastic, but then they do put like an ink wash or something like that on them, so they've got a little bit more detail looking, you know, because it sinks into the crevices. But otherwise. Um, yeah, so there was a, a set, like an expansion to the Wildlands models called the Unquiet Dead, which were those cool, there were some skeleton guys, there were some just like mm, undead, yep. there was like six models. So I had primed them black, and then I uh, dry brushed them white with a big makeup brush to kind of give mm-hmm. this highlight sort of situation. And then it was using a lot of transparent paints, like Citadel Contrast Colors, uh, secret weapon washes, uh, stuff like that. Some glazes that I sort of made up myself, like on the fly, to basically color those models. So that instead of being black and white, they were now like red and black, or you know, blue and black, or whatever. You know, so they, it basically like on capes and folds and clothing and stuff like that. It just the the black kind of sinks down into the crevices, and then you put this transparent color over the white that's up in the higher parts, and now it looks like you actually like blended the cape and made it look good and stuff. And it, it right. was a lot of fun. So. Nice. I did that, um, but then I did, um, I think since that weekend, then I've also streamed a couple more times, just normal working on my um, Skaven Plague Monks. I actually streamed again last night and um, Monday night. So yeah, I'm nearly finished with them. There's uh, 13 Skaven Plague Monks that I'm building for a warband for, for Warcry, Age of Sigmar Warcry, which is kind of the smaller skirmishy sort of style game mm-hmm. for Age of Sigmar. And so those yeah, are nearly wanna, finished I- on my Twitch stream. Yeah, what I really like about the fact that you're doing it that way, like, because mm-hmm. I've, I've been able to actually, like, watch some of these, which is fun. For me, I've been learning more because you're doing, you know, you're kind of doing the assembly line approach. So mm-hmm. as you're kind of doing the technique, I can then go, oh, I can watch, you know, different, you know, nuances of it, you know, 13 times as you're kind of like, I'm like, oh, okay, I see how he's doing that versus going, you know, I can tell, you know, turn more of like the happy mistakes, you know, like, did he mean to actually do it that way? I'm like, oh yeah, because he's doing it every time. Yeah, that's the thing is because I'm because I'm going through and not just painting one model and then, you know, it's it's you see this technique and I do it here on this model and I do the same technique on the next model and I do the same technique on the next model because it's, there's 13 of them, they all need to look kind of the same. And they're all slightly different too, so you can kind of see how, like, okay, well, then this one the tail kind of goes this way, so you highlighted it slightly different. So yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. From a learning perspective, I'm like, oh, I I don't know if I've seen anyone do it like that. I'm used to just kind of like the you know like where Sam does like the amazing model, you know, mm-hmm. like and it's kind of like a one off, and you're like, oh, that's really cool to see. But yeah, it's like from a learning, I I've, I found that like watching the it being applied to all the different characters really, really kind of a cool. Logic. Yeah. I think that you don't see that a lot on like Twitch is you don't see people, you see people working on a single model quite frequently or maybe a small number of models, but to like, I, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of models that are supposed to basically kind of all look the same and they want to get them painted. And so if I can try to teach you ways to, 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 you know, again, like kind of cut the corners a little bit and get things on the table faster and make it so you can get onto with the rest of your life or whatever. Cause there's a lot of people who just are like, I, I would love to do this, but, you know, I just don't have that kind of time. And, and you know, that's because they're trying to spend two hours on every model. And you're like, you know, you, you need to get, get through quicker if you're trying to get that many models out on the table. So, right. yeah, so it's been fun. I've been enjoying I've been enjoying the Twitch quite a bit, actually. Um, let's see. What else have I been doing? Um, oh, I continued working on I got this uh, resin printed uh, re- resin 3D printed Yeti. 
my friend uh, Mac the Maker mm-hmm. in um, Arizona printed it for me, and then uh, it's a model from uh, Titan Forge. They're the ones that made the STL file. And uh, so it's a really cool STL too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a super cool model. It's really got a lot of detail to it. And I really liked it. And it was just basically two parts. It's just the body all is one piece. And then the head is a separate piece. Um, okay. There's a small part of me now that kind of wishes I had painted them separately and then glued them together, but nah, maybe not. It, it, it's, it's fine. It's working out great. Um, so like it's, it's, it's close-ish to getting done. I haven't started working on the base at all yet. I got texture down, but that's about it. Um, but the model itself, I need to fix his horns. He's got sort of weird horns that I need to like just do a little bit more blending on. Um, and then um, I got to fix his mouth a little bit. But otherwise, he's. And I think I might do his nails a little bit. Like I, I don't know if I, I don't know if his like finger, his claws should be like darker than they are now. But just little, little mm-hmm. tiny things, little tweaks, and then he'll be done. Um, are you using it for anything, or just that's just a cool model you wanted to paint? Um, like I don't have any particular idea yet it was just sort of a cool model that i sort of wanted to paint um i had done some work with um titan forge for my youtube channel and so um i'm gonna basically i'm gonna take some pictures of it and things like that and um, use it for um like a little bit of instagram you know uh fun and that kind of stuff so yeah i'll be doing that too um yeah. So then otherwise I've got, um, last thing I've got is, um, let's see here. The, there's a company called pig iron productions from England and they make these kind of really interesting stylized kind of chunky sort of military models, uh, like sci-fi military. And so I've, I'm building them and, uh, and working on that. So, uh, they're going to be, I think uh, they're, they're, they're paint. They're they're built and now they're primed and and ready to go. So I should be good um, with them um, as far as painting. I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and start working on them differently or not. Like if I want to put them on Twitch or if I'm going to do them myself separately. But yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, from Pig Iron, you said they were. Yeah, it's a company called Pig Iron Productions, and they're um, they're just uh, uh, where are they out of England? And oh, okay. well, I, yeah. Um, they're, uh, but they're, they're metal models, which I don't usually like to use anymore. And so that's been kind of a, that's also kind of a bit of a, I don't want to say comfort zone thing, but I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, like I, I like them a lot and I think they're very interesting. They're very stylized and, and like I said, chunky, but they're also metal. So, um, they, they, they're taking a little bit different, like, you know, building metal models is a little bit harder just because the glue is a little bit weird and just, that's I don't interesting know. that they're using metal. Like, are, so do you know if like, they're like, are they, is it like the company from like a group that, you know, used to work for a different company or like the, I think it's just because and- they're, they're real small. They're probably either pouring the metal themselves, you know, making, making the models themselves in house or they are um, going with other, like, you know, when you do plastic models, it's incredibly expensive up front, but then each each copy after that is incredibly cheap. Whereas if you don't have the huge upfront costs to make the steel molds that the injection molded plastic goes into, then you make metal models or sometimes resin. Um, Yeah, is resin kind of in the middle of that or is it kind of- Yeah, it is, but honestly, it's interesting because you'd think almost in this day and age, especially with the way that the price of tin fluctuates, I think that's one of the reasons why you see people move to resin, but 
I think resin is still a little bit harder and some diff, more difficult, not harder, but a little bit more difficult sometimes to use for making models. I'm not 100% sure, honestly. I, like, mm. I would think that some of these companies would prefer to go with resin because the price has got to be cheaper. I would think, but maybe I not. I don't know. So, but yeah, yeah and it's, I would think it's be, one of those things I want to look into, honestly. Yeah. Figure yeah, out like I'm, a little I'm, bit more. I'm always like, fascinated of that. Of how, yeah, the yeah. processes and stuff like that. So, but and yeah, so these yeah, are metal sure and stick in the mold and. Yeah, well, there's that too. Resin can. There's black magic going on there. I know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing too. Is I made sure to scrub these guys down with my little, you know, my my, my not my the toothbrush I'm currently using to brush my teeth, but like an old toothbrush because I wanted to make sure not to get any mold release in there because then paint won't stick to it very well. And so there's a lot right. of things you got to mess with when you're not painting plastic models. And so I just wanted to give it a try and and um, and see how much better I could do versus the last time I did those models because I, I have painted those models in the past from that same company ah, okay. back a long, long, long time ago. And so I just kind of want to compare and contrast as well, too. I don't even know if I can find the old ones. Maybe I can, but anyway. Mm. So, yeah, but that's pretty much what I've been working on. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, like, today's episode, we were talking a little bit, Matt and I, yeah. about, like, different... Like, there's games out there, tabletop games, that we think are, are are quite interesting, and it's maybe a game we've played, and it's maybe a game we haven't even played, honestly. Right. Yeah. But it, the, it, the concept seems really interesting, mm, right? Right. Because I mean, like you look at like like you know your 40k, your D and D, like some of your big titles, like mm -hmm. they have very flushed out universes. They've got books and comics and you know RPGs and cards, and you know they they're you know. Even like Magic the Gathering, I mean, they started with like the Planeswalker books, but now like they're you know now they have full like settings in D and D and stuff. Oh like, yeah, it that was it was it was actually and then what it, what got me thinking about this topic uh, too was like uh, when I went to Free RPG Day, they had the root uh, like a like a primer guide for the root RPG. Um, mm -hmm. root, root is originally the yeah the yeah roots originally a. a uh, board game by letter games later games l-e-d-e-r yeah. games yeah very popular yeah and yeah because the artwork's fantastic um and it's just yeah it's, it's a pretty interesting like mythology into it and stuff like that you know with how the different animal domains are kind of like how they see one another in war against one another and well stuff. yeah it's kind of like a it's like, like a it's like a war it's kind of like almost i don't want to say it's like um risk or um access and allies but it is technically like a like a map kind of war game except it's like right. birds versus cats versus like mice and and stuff like that right right yeah it's very non-symmetric like basically you, yeah each faction that you're playing has you know they have their uh weaknesses and strengths and then they are mm -hmm. doing stuff well yeah it's it's a very cool one and i was like oh yeah that's that's awesome that it's going to go there like you know, yeah. and you and I were talking to you before we started recording, like, like how cool would that be to have like, you know, a, uh, like a nicely done, um, cartoon or, yeah. you know, even comic book, you know, done yeah, with absolutely. that style, but with, I've, I've met uh, the artist actually a couple of times. Um, uh, his name is Kyle and, uh, and he's super, super nice. And, um, yeah, I just, and he, he, he's seen my YouTube stuff. So he was like, I actually bumped into him. I think it was oh, last nice. year. Last year at Gen Con, and uh, 
and I wanted to go up and say hi because I really love his artwork so much. And as like when I got within, you know, line of sight of him, he was like, oh, hey, Uncle Adam. And then we just started talking and stuff. So oh, we'd really never met. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But but he knew my stuff and I knew his stuff. And so, yeah, he's super, super, super talented. Really, really nice guy. Yeah. Too. But That's yeah. Awesome. And it's it's it, like the he keeps doing art for that company and pretty much everything they keep putting out, not just because of the art, but also because of the you know, just the, the, the game quality and the, the kind of interesting stuff is just, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. So yeah, it's one of those things I wouldn't mind seeing like a, again, like you said, a comic book or a, like a, a Netflix like cartoon or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be, you know, kind of cool. So, but yeah, and you're right. You are seeing these, these, these bigger companies, like you've got, you know, Warhammer 40,000 or basically anything from the Warhammer line, they've got novels and books and all kinds of stuff. And you obviously that same thing with, you know, novels, like I've got friends that have read all of the Dragonlance novels like multiple times oh, through. Oh, yeah, those were some of, of my first, you know, quote unquote adult books, like the, you know, the yeah, big yeah. 300, 300, 400 page books for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dragonlance. Oh. But like there are a lot of small games out there too that would be very interesting, at least to us, we think, and maybe to you as the listener. Uh, yeah. It would be interesting for us to see that kind of stuff happen, you know, and to see some of It doesn't have to be, you know, an entire. A publishing company full of novels about it, but at least something, or maybe some, um, like we said, maybe some comics, maybe maybe uh, some stuff on TV. It's art, you know. I mean, it it, it kind of yeah. depends. I would just think comics are probably a bit easier to produce than, than a yeah, or even like show, fan, but, you know, yeah. like high quality fan fiction. I should say, and, yeah, no, that's I, true there's too. some people out there that do a really good job with it. I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about the one that writes like this weird, you know, dinosaurs and and people and. Sure, kind of right. I'm yeah. talking about like, yeah, the ones like, that are like, oh, actually know what, you know, they should be writers. They just haven't, you know, maybe haven't quite gotten there yet. Right. Or haven't had time yeah. to find an agent and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like what, what kind of things in, in board games, like, cause you're more of a board gamer than I am. Like what yeah. kind of things in board games? So the that, first that one that came to, came to mind. So the first thing that popped in my head when I was like, okay, board games, that's not root. What, what mm-hmm. comes to mind um, was uh, spirit Island. Um, this is kind of, I would say what, two or three years old, old game. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, uh, you were um, playing as basically like gods um, on the island. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, it's all asymmetric. So you're, you're um, each one has different powers and stuff like that of what you can do. But you're basically trying to protect the natives and protect the island from basically... Uh, like conquistadors and, and, and uh, colonists and stuff from basically developing the island and, and killing off, you know, basically the nature and stuff of the world, of, of the island. Rise of technology to some degree. Yeah. Like they're building, you know, they start off with just kind of exploring and then all of a sudden they're building, ta- you know, a town and then there's, you know, then there's the city and stuff like that. So, you know, um, but yeah, the, the names and kind of the, the lore uh, behind the uh, different spirits are, kind of fascinating do they they have you know like a little paragraph and stuff like that um that and the artwork is pretty good um but yeah it'd be kind of neat to kind of see i don't i don't think i know of any kind of like show or any kind of thing outside of that um that's really kind of dove into that other than like there used to be a, there was a board game in the 90s i think late 90s black and white or was it black or, or white, computer, black game. And white? computer game computer game yeah I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yes. and white. I remember that. You were yeah. like a, like you could be a different kind of God. Like I was always, I always picked the cow 
And so then you would come, that'd be like your avatar and you would like try to get the villagers to like pray to you, which would give you more power and you would do things right. for them. Like, yeah, you could be a good god or a bad god depending on how right. you decide to treat them. And You could pick up one of the villagers and chuck them into the sea and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, that, that was exactly, a fun game. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to see that kind of deep dive, dove a little bit um, into that world. Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the one that I, I thought of after going back through my board game collection, going, okay, I know there's other ones um, that was like super obvious once I saw it was, uh, it's called Time Stories. Um, so Time Stories is a board game. It's, has, there's some I think RPG I've seen it aspects the, to it. I've seen yeah, it at like fairly, their local shops. It's always like a real white yes. box, right? Yes. And then they've yeah, got yeah, a lot yeah. of expansions and stuff mm-hmm. because it's pretty much a one-time playthrough um, as a co-op game. Um, and you're basically... And somebody's going to go, that's not actually how, what it is. But it's basically you're going back in time mm-hmm. and kind of uh, coming like uh, treating people that were historically there as kind of like your avatar and then exploring to kind of solve a mystery. Um, so hmm. kind of think of like, like kind of like Assassin's Creed, but instead of always being inside an assassin, like maybe you're going back and you're, you know, the parlor maid or, you know, something or right. Right. The butler or you're, you know, one of the explorers exploring, you know, the, you know, the Northern uh, expanse or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, I think it'd be a kind of a cool way to, because you've got that sci-fi element um, and modern, you know, modern stuff to then also then, you know, deep dive. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, uh, made up stuff. Like it'd be kind of a cool show to show like, historical uh, you know like historical learning you know like oh now they're going to go explore you know when the vikings landed or yeah yeah um yeah i just was like oh that'd be a really kind of a cool way to explore history you know in like each episode they could you know kind of like uh uh what was the show with uh scott bacula uh quantum leap oh sure yeah so i mean it's a like little quantum bit leap, but it's more historical than and, and there's been, I, I'm sure, books that are like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not the same kind of motif exactly, but I'm sure that there are plenty of books out there that are about some time traveler who goes back to some certain event sort of situation. But this would be right. more anthology where you'd kind of every, either every book or every TV episode or whatever, it may be a different thing. But yeah, I could see that. That'd right. Cool. Yeah. So you could get used to the kind of the, the, the characters, but then you could also get some historical context, you know. You know, mm-hmm. Doctor Who kind of does a little bit of this, you know. So, you know, there's definitely some, you know, other things out there that kind of, you know, have that itch. But I think I think that one itself could be, you know, really cool to kind of explore deeper. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you got um, to like you know, even like another, you know, maybe like an RPG game, too. Like, that'd be kind of a cool. Yeah, RPG. Oh, that's true, too. I could see that. Yeah. What else have so, you got for board games? Um, and then the last one I have for board games um, was the, like, uh, Above and Below, Far and Near, I believe, is the other one. But just, mm-hmm. like, the artwork style and um, kind of storytelling that's done in it, I'd love to see that kind of developed in to other content. Um, to like kind a, like of a comic book, maybe? It. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Because um, yeah, there's some of these that, that, that are so attached to the art style the visual style right it'd be like, hard to to yeah not like have root it. wouldn't work as a live action tv show right i mean it could you know but I mean? it would kind of lose lose yeah. some of that yeah 
But if it was a cartoon based off of, uh, you know, Kyle's art, then that would be great. But you know what I mean? Like, and so, yeah, I, I see that. And so sometimes maybe a comic book is a better idea than trying to make it into a movie or, or you know what I mean? Yeah. And so right. in this situation above and below, you're saying that the visual style is really kind of important. And part yeah. Of the it. visual style, would be, yeah, I think would be very important to it as mm-hmm. well. Nice. Yeah. Um, in, Did you have any board games or I, not really? Because I, I like yeah. I said, I don't play a ton. Yeah, although yeah. I have this board game that now I can't think of the name. Uh, no, it's Ashton. Ashton. It's that board game that I had in the office for like a really long time that I bought at Gen Con. Well, actually, I bought it after Gen Con because I didn't want to bring it home with my luggage, uh, and so I ordered it after. It's, it was that kind of real black and white kind of box oh, that had like all yeah, those yeah, soldiers yeah, yeah. on the front. It's very almost yeah. kind of gothic and spooky. I just want to see more of the art style for that game. I've been told by Mm -hmm. many people that the game itself, the mechanics are kind of meh, but I'm not a big judge as far as board games are concerned, so I don't know. But I just love the the, the art style. It's just super like, like everything is basically, instead of being in black and white, it's like dark tan and and black. Like it's not, you know, everything's real dark and sort Mm -hmm. of spooky and and lots of gothic fonts and stuff like that mm. and i just love yeah, like one of the nice half the reason i bought that videos. game yeah half the reason i bought that game is just because it was so cool looking uh, which i mm-hmm. think a lot of people probably end up doing but um yeah but like i said i'm not a big board game player myself so i don't have great uh feedback on that part but with collectible card games however yes um and i think i i looked at your list and i'm like those are pretty much what i was going to pick as well like yeah uh but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's your, what's your first one? Uh, well, I, I would love to, to find out more about uh, Keyforge. It's like mm. probably as far as actual collectible style card games, it's probably the only one that I'm really most interested in. Um, and uh, and be, yeah, I, I do it like feels the game. Like, it feels I like the, like they, the game style really a lot. Some, I love the game style, but I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely feel like they've, there's like a, there's got to be a binder that like had a lot of the lore figured out. Mm-hmm. Before oh, yeah. it got flushed I'm, out in the game, because like there's stuff that they kind of lightly reference, you know, about how you know stuff's being unlocked and what the keys are and what they represent. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, there's more to this. Like they really know what's going on here. Like I'd love to you know deep dive into like. And they've made at least one, if not two, expansions. And now there's I think another. They're on their third, right? Well, there's another one that's been announced during Gen Con. I think. Okay, that was just announced. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, seeing that. I don't, think, I don't think it's out yet, but it was announced, yeah. yeah so, so like that... Just, yeah, yep. yeah I would think going. that something like that would be cool, like if it was, again, may maybe a comic book, maybe... I don't know if that would work super well as a like a live, live action TV show. Um, I think that would be pretty hard. Um, but, car- you know, a cartoon wouldn't be the end of the world, but those are also sometimes kind of expensive. So it's 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 difficult, I think. That's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. lately I've, I, I would love to see more comic books or even just like normal books slash audio books based off of a lot of these games. But I think the comic books, like again, you know, a novel based off of Root, I don't think would be as effective maybe as, let's say, a comic book based off of Root. You know what I mean? Just because right. of that visual style adds so much to it. Whereas... Keyforge has got a definite visual style, but um, I could read a book based off of it potentially. Although I, I would yeah. really prefer the comic, it's hard to say. Definitely, mm-hmm. um, one that I think would be spectacular as a movie or a, um, uh, a TV show series, whatever, is uh, Netrunner, which is right. sadly like no longer kind of being made anymore. 
but it yeah. was um, made by again same people, Fantasy Flight and uh, mm-hmm. Netrunner was not a was not a collectible card game. It was one of those expandable card mm-hmm. games, technically. Yeah, or living card game, or I think is yeah, what they yeah. officially called it. But yeah, it's yeah, same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Where you basically you buy like the starter box, which has enough cards for you and maybe two or three other people to play, and then there are. Um, uh, and then there's like expansions that come out, but the expansions are not random pack expansions like booster packs. They're just like, hey, there's this new expansion and everybody's expansion is exactly the same. So you know what you're getting and you can build your deck. But it's a very, very, very cyberpunk kind of aesthetic, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Very high end kind of like, and, and there are some cyberpunk style shows out there. There was Altered Carbon, which was okay. As a show, I didn't like it as much, I right. don't think. You know, it was fine, um, but it wasn't... I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more cyberpunk on TV, and I think that Netrunner would be super fun and, and cool. Yeah, because what was the movie with... Now I'm completely blanking. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, Johnny Mnemonic? Yes. Yeah. Well, that was I mean, fine. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like a, like a, a modern... like. Oh, Netflix yeah. or uh, Amazon Prime look into it. There's been talk that um, Snow Crash by um, who's Snow Crash by William Gibson? Ne- no, uh, Neil um, uh, Stephenson. Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. Um, there's been talk that there's been back and forth. They're like, well, we're gonna maybe try to make this into a TV show and stuff like that, and whatever or something. You know, probably a, a mm. series, maybe an HBO style series. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Netrunner or something like it very close to Netrunner. Honestly, I'd like to see something like that as a Netflix show or, or something like that. Um, so yeah. they can, they don't have to necessarily adhere very strictly to, you know, like, uh, specific, uh, decency guidelines or whatever you want to call that stuff that, you know, like when you're, you can't swear too much on the, uh, right. Yeah. T- on the regular television or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But you can do a little bit more of that, you know, like on Netflix and things like that. So, um, but yeah, that's, I would like to see something like that. I think, I think that honestly in, in, uh, I think there's not a lot of, um, not as much cyberpunk type stuff or whatever you want to call that, you know, not there's necessarily not like, yeah, yeah, there's not enough out there. So if, uh, I think that Netrunner uh, would be a good, um, choice, honestly, for, uh, you know, uh, an IP intellectual property people to, to pull over to specifically television. I think absolutely, right. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have any uh, CCGs that you would like to see transferred None. over that that aren't really Magic the Gathering because they've already done? Yeah. I mean, they haven't done any TV or movies with Magic the Gathering yet, but there's been I know right. there's novels and, and, and then and like comics. I was like, oh, I mean, Pokemon has been and, and like the the Ryan Reynolds movie was phenomenal. Um, I still haven't seen that. I should look that yeah, up. Yeah, I think he, I don't know what he'd learned from Green Lantern, but it's like he suddenly like realized like, yeah, I'm not going to do it the wrong way anymore. So yeah, yeah. Because, you know, every time I'm like, oh, is this going to be the one that kind of is downfall? But no, it's amazing. So yeah, we um, should, I, my, my wife likes the Pokemon Go, so we should watch that, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like I didn't know much outside of go and, and stuff like that myself and yeah easy to follow but uh yeah it was good it was i played a little bit of the regular pokemon like the original like what like red and blue or whatever on the original like black mm, and white yep. um uh, game boy i played a little bit of that in college i think yeah but otherwise i haven't really really messed with the, the pokemans too much yeah. um for tabletop war gaming um, man, you know, this has been a thing for me for a long time is that there are so many amazing stories out there 
that. Yeah, I had to limit this to one be. because yeah, it, like I'm like, well, we've mentioned this one a couple, you know, this one and this one. There was a couple that I'm like, I already mentioned these a few, so I was like, okay, which ones that I haven't mentioned that I was like, okay. And, so like, and War, the Warhammer universe is getting actually some TV shows. There's going to be yeah. a there's going to be a, um, a, a TV show based off of the Inquisition that I think is supposed mm-hmm. to be on Amazon Prime and I think is live action. Yeah. So who knows when that'll come out? But that's allegedly supposed to be happening. And then there's a couple of animated shows too that they're doing. That's one that's more of an mm-hmm. anthology and another one that is. Um, like not an anthology, whatever. It's just like More a normal like a serial, yeah, yeah, like a serial thing. And I forget where those are supposed to be coming out, but I want to say like not just like on YouTube. I think they're supposed to be coming out like on different you know systems. So mm-hmm. they're starting to get into that. I don't, I don't know that we'll see a movie anytime soon, but you know we're starting to see some TV, which is interesting. It, but there it, are, I mean, are, it, it depends on how this stuff does, right? Like, well, yeah, that's also the case too. If if they also they take off and they, you know. It's, Amazon's number one show for six months then. Sure. Oh yeah. Then then you'll see a movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. But um, like there are other games which are maybe not necessarily as, you know, popular 800 pound gorilla as the Warhammer stuff within Wargaming, Mm -hmm. but still have really interesting, I think, stories. Um, You and I both are very interested in the stories and the information behind Malifaux, which is made by by weird games, which is mm-hmm. spelled W Y R D as opposed to like the normal way that weird is spelled. It's a weird way that you spell weird. And, um, I never thought yeah. of it that way, but yes, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it, Malifaux is, um, it's got a super interesting kind of storyline. Um, it's alternate history. And at some point in the 1700s, I think the, all of the magicians in the world and the magic sorcerers and whatever all realized that magic was really starting to like die out it was like the, the power wasn't there for them to draw upon anymore mm-hmm. and they were getting weaker and weaker uh, uh, magically and so they all got together and had a big uh you know uh council and figured out well we're going to do this ritual that's going to fire things up and it uh, exploded like really hard and killed most of them and it ripped a big hole in not a big hole but a, a hole big enough to run a train through um or drive a train yeah. through it and so it ripped a hole in um reality to this other dimension which is this place and it's and the, the nearest city to the hole on the other side is this city called Malifaux. And uh, it, they got there and they're like, nobody lived there that they could tell it seemed to be abandoned, but everything was very strange. Like all the, like the architecture was recognizable, but there was Egyptian stuff next to Japanese stuff next to, you know, whatever. Right. And it's got, yeah, it's got a very, yeah, weird kind of. It's got like a steampunk kind of weird West sort of vibe to it as far as the models yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But then there's also crazy weird creatures and there's like, robots yeah. but they're kind mm-hmm. of steam powered robots and yeah I could just it's see just like a really interesting thing yeah like an art department costume department i think it would just go gangbusters on making cool stuff with that like oh absolutely and then, like there would like, be a decent amount of cg as well but yeah you could definitely it's not so crazy where you'd have to like you could probably if we're just talking about trying to make a movie you could use a lot of the same sets to some degree as let's say westworld you know like or or that kind of stuff modify them right. a little bit you yeah, know maybe cg I'm thinking like, add in some like, like japanese buildings off in the distance and stuff like that and it would work it would have been know? perfect for like the sci-fi channel back when sci-fi was making all some really good like original content for the 10 years that they were doing that yeah where they gave it a try like, and then gave up on it yeah yeah, yeah i could see like, that i could see that 
But yeah, it's it, it's it's been a very mm-hmm. interesting thing, and they've had a couple of little mini novels here and there, but there's never been a lot of real depth to it. Um, and I've never seen any kind of comic books that I know about based off of Malifaux, and certainly there hasn't. I haven't heard of any kind of television or, or movies or right. anything like that. But it's a very interesting setting. It's very cool. Um, a lot of different factions, and there's like you know, undead people and there's steam powered robots and magic right, people yeah, and shapeshifters yeah, and just a lot of I cool th- stuff going right, on. Right. I think you could tell some really cool stories in that universe Absolutely. without, you know, really having to worry about offending anybody because it's, you could explain away a lot of stuff. So it kind of just frees it up, but kind of still puts it into the same universe. Yeah. And I mean, it's sort of in the same flavor, but not quite. Um, you, you're interested in Wild West Exodus. Which is also a miniatures game. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't want it going like Wild Wild West on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just like uh, that, you know, sci-fi meets the Wild West. And yeah, I just kind of like the the overall premise behind there. Like, I, you know, I could see that being, you know, kind of, you know, like, yeah, you brought up Westworld. You know, I could see that a little bit. But yeah, where it's more of it's actually going on at the same time. It's like a Wild West meets steampunk kind of sort of situation. So you've got, yeah, like, and they have, and and there's a lot of in the in the game. There's a lot of characters who are like you know like Edison and Lincoln and you know like people who were contemporaries of roughly that time. But now Lincoln's got like I don't know. I think he's got maybe robot legs or something. You know, I mean, and like right. you know, everybody's like. It's really interesting. These people who were inventors and stuff like that are actually much more action-packed in this storyline. Right. Almost kind of like like Abraham Lincoln, the vampire hunter. Like Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. That's good. The, the, the book itself, like, I was good. I didn't, the movie was, eh. But, you know, yeah, having that kind of stuff interacting would be really cool. Yeah, no. And I think, again, it wouldn't be... I mean, I guess they could do a comic. And, well, I know there have been... A, actually, now that I come to think of it, there were a couple, at least one, if not two novels based off really? of Wild West Exodus initially. because So this is technically the new... The version of, that we're seeing these days is actually the second version of the game. The original version of the game was originally designed by um, Romeo, uh, uh, Philip, Philip, Philippe, Philip, um, yeah. from um, uh, Battlefoam. Yeah. So he 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 came up with kind of a lot of the concepts and stuff like that, and he worked with as a writer. He worked with a guy whose name now I cannot think of, but he's from a podcast, very very popular board gaming podcast called the D Six Generation, and I cannot think of his name off the top of my head. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but he wrote most of the fluff. This guy, and so like basically like um yeah so um Romeo was like hey I think it'd be really cool if we did this and this and this and this and then uh, this guy from D Six Generation wrote a bunch of the fluff and they made at least a couple of novels um like that that they i don't know if they sold them or if they just handed them out or if you bought enough stuff i think i because I, I did the original kickstarter and i think i got one of the novels in my kickstarter package um but now okay. they've sold it to war cradle which is an english company and war cradle now is taking it running with it and they're changing things like now there are aliens that have showed up and stuff like that and right so, like it's got like the cowboys versus alien feel to it a little bit yep. yeah it's a very good point yeah yeah absolutely um, for me, and this is, it's interesting because it, 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 it's one of the war games that comes from like the biggest company out there. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, from, from games workshop, but, and there are novels, a few, but I've actually gone searching recently and there's not as many as I would like, but, uh, they have a setting called Necromunda, 
which is a Necromunda is a is a skirmish style game that takes place in the world of Warhammer forty thousand, so in the sci fi world, not the fantasy world. And it is a, but it's um like on certain planets, there are planets where everybody just lives in these giant, humongous cities that are all kind of like almost like a mountain, and they're called hives. So at the top of the you know up above the clouds and the pollution, the the rich people live up there, and the the you know the uh, whatever the politicians and all that kind of stuff, um, the leaders. And then as you go down and down and down through this giant metal mountain and go down and down and down, you're going to the factories and all that kind of stuff. And then you get to below the factories, and then it's just real. And and those areas are con- are are basically controlled by these different gang houses. So there's mm-hmm. these kind of more industrial houses that are higher up on the hive. And then they have houses that work under them that do the dirty work. And those are the gangs, but they're all still known as houses. So there's like House Escher and House Goliath, House uh, Cawdor, Orlock, Vansar. I know I'm missing a couple. Um, Anyway, so very fun game. It's been around since the mid 90s. They did a reboot of it back in like 2017 or 2018. Um, and they've been making all new models for it and they look amazing. And it's just, just mm-hmm. really interesting. And there's even a video game coming out actually like next month that I'm kind of oh, really? interested in. Yeah, because it's turn-based, huh. which really is interesting to me because it's not, I don't have yeah. to mess around with, um, like I just, I didn't want it to be another um, like first person shooter style game. The fact that it's turn-based to me is interesting. So yeah. that's coming soon. Hmm. But I'd like to see, I that's a thing that I could see doing like a TV show. I would even take a comic book, honestly, you know, but, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not usually even a big fan of TV. So usually I prefer just to watch a movie and be done with it. But sometimes the story just can't, can't get done in two hours or three hours. Yeah. Like, so I'm, good with, I get like I'm, I'm like a mini series too. Like we're like, I don't, it doesn't need to go for a season, season, season. Like if they're like, Oh, it's going to take us exactly six episodes to tell this and we're done. Yeah. Like, that's nice too. That. I agree. Yep, yep. Like basically it's just a trilogy, but kind of more episodic, but it's then it's done after six hours, eight hours or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, definitely. So like that, I would like to definitely see them do some more work based off of that. And because they're starting to get into, like I mentioned before with like Warhammer and stuff like that, they're starting to get into like, you know, Amazon mm. prime and some Netflix and stuff like that. I'm hoping that eventually that the Necromunda thing turns into at least some other kind of like I've even been looking for audiobooks for Necromunda. I mean, there's some Necromunda model or not uh, novels is what I'm trying to say. There are some Necromunda yep. novels that were written for Games Workshop's publishing arm, which is called Black Library. But uh, I, I can't find a bunch of them, and uh, the ones that have made it to actually like um, audiobooks so that I can listen to them while I'm painting. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very, very few and far between, unfortunately. Okay. But I would like to definitely see some some expansion on that because I think it's a very interesting system. Um, it's just a very interesting storyline. Just these people all kind of scrabbling and fighting and trying to live in these just absolutely horrible conditions, basically at the bottom of a giant metal mountain, you know. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and so that's that's very cool. What about um, RPGs, which are obviously all about story? Like what uh, what kind of stuff? Right. Did you yeah, see? this one was a little hard to, to kind of come up with stuff that wasn't already being done or wasn't something. Yeah, um, but the one I was thinking about uh, was because uh, uh, it would fit my humor perfectly, especially if it was a mm-hmm. British comedy. Uh, would be, be uh, paranoia. Oh, sure, um, classic. Yeah, I mean, it was too bad. Like you know, Alan Rickman would be the perfect computer. Um, but, oh, the voice! Know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be that would have been epic. But, um, but yeah, having uh, paranoia, I think, as kind of a 
more humor based. I don't think it would be a fun, serious based. I think that'd be a really, really depressing show. But having it uh, very humoristic and and you know, uh, living in the world where basically yeah, everything you know, uh, the computer is taken over and you are just a cog in the machine until you disagree and then you're taken care of. Oh yeah, no paranoia would would absolutely have to be a comedy. It would be yeah. I would I would hope that that somebody wouldn't take that you know main uh, intellectual property and then try to make yeah. it into a into a, like oh, a that, drama. That would be that would, so dark. <laughs> be, yeah, well, a yeah, it would be super super dark, but it also just would be like like this is ugh, no. I don't. You guys aren't doing yeah. this right. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, and but that it's been that because that game's been around for a long time since the eighties, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep. maybe yeah, earlier I played than that. In, maybe even the seventies. It might have been. Yeah, I played in the late eighties, so I know, and it seemed like that was old at the time mm-hmm. uh, as well. So yeah, it was always one of those games that I felt was a Steve Jackson game, but it's not. Mm, yeah, but it has that, some of that same sort of humor, like they do with like Green Things from Outer Space and some of the other games that they've got out there that have got like a weird right. humorous bent to them. Like well, yeah, Illuminati was, had a humorous bent I, to it and stuff. I was like that. when you were talking about another one, and I saw that Paranoia was coming up on the list. I was like, oh, I should have put Munchkin up on board games. Like you know, having a humorous like D and D like dungeon mm. crawl where they're all kind of out, uh, you know, after one another type thing. Um, yeah, potentially. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, the thing is about Munchkin these days is that there's so many subsets of it that, like, who knows even which one you would use. If you just use the base standard fantasy trope yeah. that they first started with, like 15, 20 years ago like when the, they first had the, started that game. The puns and dad jokes run sure. amok type yeah, comedy. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. For um for RPGs, the RPG that I would love to see, and this is a little bit related back to my CCG uh, thing earlier, but I would just love to see there's this this uh sort of I don't want to say unknown, but it's it's an independent uh, RPG called Eclipse Phase, which is currently in its second edition, and and I don't play a lot of RPGs, but I've been seeing their booth at Gen Con for years, and then I think it was this last year, I believe it was 2019, um when I was there last. Uh, I was just like, I'm going to buy this book because it's just, I, I don't know. I like, I, I, I've been walking by and looking at it for a long time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's one of those deals where I'm like, I will probably never, ever play it. But no, but when you were telling me, like you went, you like came back and you're like, look at this. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I don't, I don't really know. Oh, yeah. it. And then you were telling me the Laura and I'm like, oh, that's a fantastic universe. That, like, that's- yeah, it's just super thick and chunky. It's a very, very big book. And the thing that. It's one of those things, like I said, like I'm probably never going to play it, but I really enjoyed reading it, like the fluff parts, the story mm-hmm. parts. And it, the storyline behind it, it's like super far future sci-fi. And um, it's a lot about post-humanism. So it's a lot about, you know, you basically upload yourself into these kind of more like conscious, like almost like computer program machines and things like that. And then it's all about, I, it's just really interesting because it's like there are there are humans who are like against it, like on a religious level. They're like, I'd never do this. But this is a terrible idea. And there's other people who are just like, I, of course, want to do this as soon as I can so that I have right. basically instant mobility anywhere and can do all these things. And I'm not going to ever die and all this kind of crazy stuff. And so, yeah, it's like it's like far, far space, post-humanism. Um, super, super cyberpunk kind of stuff, and just really interesting. Very cool, like design and artwork in the book as mm-hmm. well. And uh, but the fluff, the story, like I would watch the heck out of a, a movie or a series based off of that. I'd even read a comic book based off of it. You know, like a nice, 
like yeah, a, like yeah, a graphic novel. Cool. Graphic novel, mm-hmm. a couple of those would be spectacular. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very interesting. And it's from a company, like, that's literally almost all they do. Like, I don't know that they have, maybe they have other stuff, but they're, I can't even think of the name of the company, but they're very small. But they kept having this this booth at Gen Con, and I would walk by and look at it, and I'd be like, I really like the look of the artwork and all that stuff, but I just don't play RPGs. But then last year, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it because, A, I kind of want to support that kind of stick to itiveness to some degree. And also I really kind of wanted to read it because I'd I'd flip through it a couple of times. I'm like, this does look like it's pretty interesting. And there's a good amount of story in there too. So it's not like one of those things where you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, they're going to put 12 pages of story in the beginning and the rest of the book is all non-story. I mean, that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen too frequently, obviously with RPGs, but yeah, that's more of a, that's more of a miniatures game thing where we put a tiny bit of fluff at the beginning and the rest of it's all rules. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, yeah and, I, yeah. and I did have one more for the list that kind of gotten taken off the list. Cause it was, uh, I had for some reason never heard about it, um, uh, until we were at, um, and Reno this March, which seems like years ago. Um, yeah, yeah for the, the, the game manufacturers. Yeah. It was uh, the, uh, Tales Expo. from the loop RPG. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And I started like really learning more and more about it. And then now they've got the Amazon show, which I tried watching. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I just – I've got to go give it another try because I don't know if it's I a, just – It's a slow mover. It is. It and is. The thing is, is that each episode is also – they all take place in the same city with many of the same people. But they're, each one's a different story. So it's not particularly yeah. related. Like a normal – like if you were watching like the X-Files, like – you know, every once in a while they'll break off and do like a weird thing, but they have this kind of running theme throughout. This is even right. dialed back a little bit more than that. You know that there's this 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 stuff going on and there's this company and there's these things and you know these people kind of know each other and live in the same town, but the stories are all pretty wildly yeah. different. And what what was amazing to me is that my youngest son like absolutely loved it. And I'm like Really? Okay, That's if, interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, there he usually can't sit through, you know, many things. And he was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, why are we, can we watch the next one? I'm like, I really don't feel like watching the next one. So mm-hmm. it was like, that's why I'm like, there, there had to have been something like I was too distracted, you know, on my computer or phone at the time. And I didn't it is, try. It's something you need to pay attention to because my wife and I uh, watched all of them. And we don't, okay. I, we don't watch a ton of television. I liked it, but... They are one of the, it is frequently one of those stories where they're like, we're going to lead off with a whole bunch of weird that's not going to make any sense until the very end where we sort of explain it. And so you're like sitting through the first half of the episode going, I don't know what the heck is going on here. This is crazy. And then you start to kind of like, it starts to kind of get raveled back together as opposed to being unraveled. Mm. And then you go like, oh, okay. So that's why this happened. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's a weird sort of storytelling thing, but like just the artwork, like that's the thing. The whole thing is based off of this, these paintings that this guy made, um, which were just basically like photographs that he painted and then added stuff into right. them. And yes. then they were, he started selling these art books, which were very interesting. And then someone was like, Hey, we should make a TV show based off of this. And then they did. And then someone made an RPG based off of it. So like, so they've actually like that property has already gotten some of the things that we're talking about here. Cause they have Absolutely, started to spread yeah. out and everything like that. But yeah, it yep. is, I've I've talked to some people who did the RPG and they said that they liked it. So I don't know. It's it sounds like it's probably not a traditional RPG. So that might be kind of interesting. No, but the mechanics behind well. it were pretty solid when I when I kind of did like a quick little demo-ish thing. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. definitely was like, okay, I need to explore it more, but I felt like this one had already kind of started going that way. So which right, is a yeah. good sign, right? If stuff like this yeah. is starting to be made that you know, maybe more stuff on our list is gonna make its way in there. 
Absolutely. No, that's a very good point. And, and we can all hope. Um, if you know anybody who uh, works at, I don't know, big production companies or, uh, or anyone, if you, any, you know, like, uh, I don't know, that guy that owns um, the Amazon or whatever, not the forest, but the company, uh, you just uh, let them know that they should make like a Netrunner uh, TV show or something or Malifaux. Yeah. And, um, and, and they R- will get take- our, we will give them firm handshakes. So, yeah, we'll just, you know, if they want to throw us in the credits as, you know, some kind creative of like consultants. Sure. Creative. I'll yeah, sure. I got, I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll make business cards. I don't I, I'm not that way. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so in the comments down below on the YouTubes, if you're watching it there, or if you want to shoot us an email or something like that, um, let, let us know what kind of, um, you know, tabletop gaming, uh, intellectual properties or ip as the kids say uh which ones are the ones that you think would be really good as um a novel or a comic or a movie or a tv show or something like that or maybe i don't know a song i don't know i guess that doesn't make sense but you you see what i'm saying like just you know how can these things move out like the people who create these games put a, a ton of time into them and a lot of thought into them and sometimes the story is what sells the game maybe more than right. the game itself. And so therefore, you know, very possibly more people would find out about it if you made it into a Netflix show or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, um, I think that's interesting. And it's an interesting uh, concept. And I think that, um, I mean, it, this is the type of conversation that generally nerds will get together and have whenever uh, available oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, and talk about, you know, it'd be a great movie. And yeah, so that's, that's, um, you know, I think it's fun though, and hopefully that the, the people out there in um, Radio Land uh, had some fun listening and also have their own ideas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game Four Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our website at www.imgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforo.com. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.